Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Welcome back to the Blue Velvet Podcast. Did we start recording? Yeah, were you, were yeah, you about I, to I say started. that I merged James Allen Bob with Blue Velvet? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I Love Women was a line in that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's a big movie line. And I love. I, I know. I love the scene when Al punches Kyle Macaco goggle in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks painful. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he really punched him. I don't know. Like David Lynch was a fan of stuff like that. That that right. scene where right. they get into the car together and he's like, "You want to go for a ride?" and he's like, "No," he's like, "No, you're going for a ride." It is had me the most nervous in any movie scene. Well, that's like because that could easily be such a situation you could end up in. Yeah, yeah. That you was, went of of any movie I've ever seen. I've never been more afraid of anyone than I have of Frank because Frank seemed fucking real. There's mm-hmm. a there's a great scene like that in um, Nocturnal Animals. That movie that came out like a year ago. Oh, I gotta see that. Hurt is good. Where like all these just like redneck dudes like run this car off the road and then get out and just start messing with all the like the family in it. Oh Aww. boy. Just like, hey, your 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 tire's all flat. We'll change it for you. We'll change oh it's a little too heavy. You guys gotta get out. You gotta <laughs> I get out. I don't know. I love horror movies like that though. Like the Hitcher, the original Hitcher is one of my favorites. It's just a crazy serial killer <coughs> trying to hunt down <coughs> That dude from Red Dawn. <laughs> Not because he wants to kill him, but because he wants the kid to kill him. Spoiler we, alert for a... We've all been there before. ...nearly 30-year-old movie. Did, did you see the quote-unquote new one that I think was from, like, 2009? I remember the trailers for it, but it yeah. looks dumb as hell because oh, yeah, it looks that's... like they go into the backstory of the killer. Oh, no, you guys are talking about the one with Will Smith. Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Podzinki Podcast. Well, <laughs> it it doesn't work because did you realize that they actually remade the movie in the like early two thousands, late nineties? Yeah, it's called Hitch, starring Will Smith. Are you guys talking about Joyride? Yeah. I'm talking about The Hitcher. They remade Grade the movie in like 1999, 2000. Yeah, but they they made the main character a woman instead of a man. And then the other character, a man instead of a woman. Oh. <laughs> and they also had, like, the... They tried to make it do it kind of like how uh, Rob Zombie did the Halloween movies. What, they just made Species? No, but <laughs> that's like... Hey, if you're, like, 12, track down, like, Species at your local video store. Your parents I... pro- might not know... It's going to have a lot of boob in it. None of that sentence applies anymore. 12-year-olds are not listening to this, and video stores do not exist. Family video is still around. Yeah, oh, that's true. Podzinki They're... Podcast brought to you by Family Video. Oh, thank you. The okay, only yeah. video store. We've, we've talked enough about crap, so... Uh, okay, wipe it clean yeah. and... Uh... Yeah, let's do an actual introduction. Okay, yeah. hey, it's the Podzinki Podcast, the only Godzilla podcast to ever exist. <laughs> That's so not true. I'm your co-host, Brandon Kirkman. I'm your other co-host, Martin Felschman. I'm your third co-host, Luke Flip. What, ooh, what's that, guys? Huh. Who's that in the corner? Uh, a new challenger approaches. <laughs> oh, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, it's Tyler Jackson. Hi, it's me. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Tyler Jackson. Um, you might know him as famous for uh, being Chris Elliott's son. 
Yes. I am Abby Elliott. <laughs> Does Chris Elliott have kids? Brother. I'm her brother. Yeah. His daughter, Abby Elliott. She was all, also on SNL. Oh. oh. Damn. Yeah. We uh, don't research things we didn't know we were going to talk about. Yeah. Well, so to be fair, we also don't research the things we know we're going to talk about. Yeah, remember when we had Jamie on last week and he had like all these facts about the Power Rangers movie? We were like, that sounds like something we should do. We watched the Power Rangers movie because he insisted we watch the Power Rangers yeah. movie. He has a sick obsession. Sounds like a power move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we wish you were there last week. Uh, 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 yeah. So, How today's movie... Was destroy all monsters. Yeah, we're back on the Godzilla track after being yes. two movies off. Spoiler yeah. alert: <laughs> they destroyed one monster. <laughs> that monster was mankind. It's a very misleading title. Destroyed my attention span. Yeah, it was, which it was, is quite monstrous. Yeah, maybe the monsters weren't the things that looked like monsters, but the things that looked like humans. No, I think the monster was this movie's plot. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh boy, it's a rough one this time around. <laughs> I guess the, I guess in the title makes sense if the monsters are the uh, are the aliens from the other planet. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. But we'll get into that for a second. At the beginning of the movie, it opens kind of like a documentary, which I really liked, to where they're describing that all the kaiju on Earth, Earth finally got their shit together and figured out we need to do something about this like these twelve monsters that we know that come up every couple of years. And really screw our shit up. So somehow they figured out how to herd them all onto one island. And then figured out a security system to keep each monster at bay. Like, each monster had, like, a specific defense. Like, uh, Mothra, whenever she got close to the shore. And we should mention she's in larval form at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. so many movies she's just been in a larval form at this point. Well, the last time she was a moth... So and what she, a moth. she should have been a moth. I think what we've agreed probably happened. They just didn't want to pay to have two flying yeah. puppets. Yeah. I'm sorry, when you said what a moth, I just started trying to like, Mom, I'd fly to fuck. Our guest is having a stroke. <laughs> Sweet moth. All I can think of is real moths have curves. That's <laughs> Mothra has plenty of curves. Yeah, and also the peanuts... Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Peanuts? The twins. The so, mother twins. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Little backstory. Actually, Martin, you yeah. want to explain the backstory? Yeah. <laughs> so in, in the lore of Mothra, there are these very tiny twins that come from the island Mothra come from. They communicate with Mothra and they speak for it to humanity. And of course, we all know that island's name, which is a infant island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, think of them like uh, the Silver Surfer to Mothra's... Galactus. Galactus. <laughs> okay. I like yeah. that a lot. Even, even yeah. though Mothra is supposed to be a good girl, like, I didn't want to say guy because she's a woman, but <laughs> saying good, good girl, girl just makes it so creepy. Yeah. It makes it sound creepy. Like, <laughs> so it's like these two twins show up and they're just like, hail and well met, people of Tokyo. Mothra summons your presence. That's, that's, that's almost exactly <laughs> really. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Then they sing a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Did they do a little dance, like a fusion uh, dance? Kinda. I mean, they were pop idols. Let's think, because, yeah, they, they're not called the Peanuts in the movie. They're just, like, a girl group. Yeah, they're just called the Twins. Yeah. Kind of like Puffy Amiyumi. Oh, that's going oh. back, man. I think going to the Peanuts is way backer than that's Puffy true. Amiyumi. <laughs> I mean, Charles Schultz, yeah. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. They did that cartoon where neither of them voiced the main characters. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, they had stuff was going on then. Yeah. yeah. It's 2000, everyone was crazy. I don't think they spoke English very well. I enjoyed the fact that they called the island where all of the kaiju are imprisoned Monster Land. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very much a, like, Jurassic Park type situation. Oh, yeah, they were having yeah. fun with it. Where they're all, like, contained until... Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah, it seemed like humanity was at the top of its game. Like uh, they were there just to study the monsters. They weren't there to bring any harm to them. They were also studied like they mentioned earlier on. They were there to study the marine life. But then yeah. you actually saw humans in those awesome jumpsuits. Well, when they said marine life, they also showed shots of dolphin and then Rodan going in and scooping yeah. out dolphin and eating them. Yeah. Well, they were they were talking about like. They have all they can eat here, and then they just cut to this footage of dolphins, and it's like, yep, this is a Japanese film. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, in domestication, Godzilla's main food source is the endangered California condor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just how it is. Uh, yeah, I guess we know that we've never really seen them eat in any of these movies. So yeah. we know that Rodan eats dolphins. <laughs> no, no we, we, we've seen things eaten. In these movies before, we've seen <laughs> King Kong get drunk on red berries. Oh yeah, no, we saw the uh, Frankenstein monkey things. We saw them eat people and spit up their clothes. Oh yeah, the gargantuous. Yeah. There we go. That, that's the, that's a different universe. We've though. seen no, we've seen Godzilla eat some mad pussy because that guy. Ooh, high five. Oh. <laughs> high five. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna dang that with a high five. Do you think they do you think they put that in there just because after like six movies or whatever, like some fans wrote in a letter and they're like, um, excuse me, how do they eat? <laughs> oh, maybe. I, I mean, don't know. I'm a little curious to know like what the popularity of these movies were at this point because there's definitely not a huge cut, but a slight cut in the budget. If you could have a shot of Godzilla going to the bathroom, I would appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. And I also know that this was like Toho's plans to end the Godzilla universe. That's true. I was reading up on it, and uh, these movies were such a mild success, they kept them going. <laughs> Which is how the article read exactly about it. Like, it made just enough money where they're like, eh, we'll do another one. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say one thing before we continue explaining this film's plot. I would have much preferred a movie where they detail how they captured each one of these monsters and put them on this island. Rather than the movie that we got. Oh, that'd be so fun. I yeah. I can't... I'm I'm going to be horrible explaining this plot, so I'm not even going to try. It'd be like, like the troll hunter of Godzilla films if they had that way. Hey, you know what this was like? Was This was almost exactly like Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because like Suicide Squad would have been way better if the whole movie was them capturing all these villains. But instead, we start out, they're all already captured, and they use all the monsters to go after the biggest threat yeah. of all. Yeah. yeah, and uh I mean, it is similar, too, because I feel like in this film, too, Godzilla's also dating the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I like that subplot. And, well, and, 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 and Godzilla's got to uh, fight or they'll, or they'll kill his daughter. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he'll never of, see his daughter again. A lot of complicated stuff. Well, you know, it, it is kind of weird, because I do kind of feel like this movie had sort of a message, like a subtext of, like, this is your last shot. You gotta, like, give it your all, like... Because the whole idea of, like... I feel like this is humanity. It, like, it's infancy. Finally. Because they, do, they don't really address it, but you have that white guy in all of the meetings. They, they don't really talk about other countries. So uh, Dr. Like, Stevenson. Yeah, but I feel like... In this... They don't talk about it. But I feel like the Earth is, like, united... In this form. Like, it's the first time we've ever really seen that. Everybody's on the same page... They decide they made these huge advancements in the science. We have a base on the moon 
already that somehow got built. Yeah. So I feel like now there's like, spoiler alerts, it's an alien invasion movie for the most part. Mm. And so now it's us having to deal with that big threat. Because it had a lot of Star Trek elements that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Now, if it were Star Trek, they would have made peace with the aliens rather than what happened, but we'll get into that when we get to well, it. Those aliens were such, like, generic, like, immediately, like, you will bend to our will, we will control you. Like, there was no other choice. Well, when we first saw them, they attacked the researchers. Like, before we saw them, they attacked all the researchers on Monsterland. Yeah. Like, some yellow smoke... That not only disabled all of the humans that were working in the, re- the underground research lab, they also somehow did it on the island that disabled every single one of the monsters. Like, I don't know if we have a count on how many monsters. I know there were, there were a lot we saw for the most part, but at the very end we saw some more. It, it just did it all. I was confused how it got to the scientists before it got to the monsters, like, everywhere else around the island. I mean, I think that's a plot hole. I'm willing to overlook because of how good the rest of the movie was. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to get this later, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I feel like we should start breaching the, the topic of the, the what is the plot of this film, which is, oh boy, it's thin. I, I want to do just a, which I think this is the only one that I think is fair to do a, a bare bones plot with. Yeah. Is that aliens want to make Earth their new home, and they've been planning it for a while. They're from between, like, Mars and Jupiter. Is that what they said? Yeah. The planet. The Kiraku. Wait, was it Mars? It was Mars and Jupiter, which would put their planet uh, square in the middle of the asteroid belt. Well, they did say they were several smaller planets there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they just take that at face value. Who knows? Maybe they were lying about it. And that's like... But yeah, these aliens... they lied about a lot of shit. And, like, I... They do, like, start out where they're saying, like, we want to bring you a new society that's going to be better, but they don't deal with that very long. It's not like where the other movies were, like, uh, you're working with them for a minute. Blatantly a lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just brainwashing the scientists. Yeah, exactly. And, I don't know, I thought they were good villains. Yeah. I liked, I think this is kind of where, like, the Godzilla movie kind of should be, where, like, Godzilla's not... Godzilla's an anti-hero. He's not a good guy or a bad guy. He's a Batman. So yeah, kind of having having him at the whims of the villain helps that. Yeah. And like all the other monsters too. Yeah. And uh, crack a cold one to that. The aliens were called uh, the Kairuka in the Japanese version, but the, they're called the Kylex in the basically the English dub. Let's just call the Jap- call the Japanese ones for right now. So the Kairaku. Kiraku. 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 Yeah, there, there we go. Most honorable. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that feels racist. Yosh. <laughs> a lot of Yoshis in this movie. <laughs> yeah, we watched the subtitle version, I should say, for this instead of the dubbed one. We usually prefer to get the dubbed ones, but, like, can't always get them. I know for the next movie coming up, uh, the one with the Godzilla overdub of his son, we have to get the yeah. up for that. Well, let's not spoil it. Yeah. Guys, tune in next time that one. We could. Um... Getting back to the plot, though, after what the the brainwashed scientists kind of like sabotage the moon base, uh, they start. I want it was the moon base, right? There's some reason they don't sabotage the moon base yet, like because of what happened on Monsterland. They send one of the teams from the moon for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because be- I guess they're the 
That, that was another problem I had. You could send a ship from literally anywhere on Earth, and it should get there sooner than sending something from the moon. Yeah. I The, the reason I keep thinking is that I think that it was the SY-3 with their ship. Yeah, Oh, that's, that's the one. That's right. They do mention that later in the film, like, that's a big deal. Yeah, that, that's like the pinnacle of human achievement. That's like their Enterprise D. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I might make more Star Trek references because I will bring up the aliens later, but they felt a lot like a Star Trek alien. Uh, I'm going to make a lot of references to Devo because those motherfuckers were dressed in some Devo <laughs> outfits. Yeah, I oh, is that mean that it's time for another... Uh, Mothra Paul's Drag Race? <laughs> yes, I believe it is. We, we play a lot of jingles on this one. <laughs> There's a jingle for that. Um... Is there any jingle you want to see in this episode, <laughs> That I want to sing? No, that you want to see or hear later. Yeah, you oh. don't see um, music. Or if you want to sing Unless you're too. like uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. If you're just high. I mean, I am experienced. <laughs> Could you do like a, like a royal entrance for King Ghidorah? Oh, that's a good idea. I was yeah. like, I was watching it and whenever characters were like, oh, it's King Ghidorah. I'm like, how do they know he's a king though? It's King Ghidorah. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> so that's what the, that's what the uh, monsters from, who were also from the moon, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to them? Um, they're dead. Space, space HIV? Yeah, I guess. It's been a, quite uh, a few years since that. Shiv? Yeah. <laughs> shiv? Yeah. Shiv. Got a bad case of Shiv. I think, uh, I think the aliens, uh, sabotaged the Earth research base on Monster, Monsterland first to, to free the, the monsters, and then they went to the moon where they operated, like, their, like, mind control yeah. Yeah. device from... yeah. Well, then what was the point with it, that we had that, like, Japanese gold prospector? Yeah. Who oh. just finding chunks of metal. Because he, uh, he found one of the control devices. Yeah, they were like, they, yeah. they were like relay beacons or and, something. And he was also there to tell the police officer, that's not Rodan, that's my grandson's spaceship. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I understood that they were relay devices, but then in the next scene, they immediately found, like, 12 of them. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> fucking... One was in the Alps. They found it under a sheet of ice. One was in a coconut. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get the coconut one, but how do you find the one in the fucking Alps? Just under some random it. sheet of ice. I, I was. They, they found that first one because they somehow had a detector for them. Yeah, yeah, it looked like they had some kind of way to track them down. Yeah, they were like figured out some kind of met, some kind of radio signal was coming between two places. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of wondering because they showed the map where like. Okay, so each relay device has a range of this to control mm-hmm. the monsters. Couldn't they just then destroy those relay devices? Then it doesn't matter if they get the main thing that ends up being on the moon. But then yeah. they could just send more relay devices, I assume. Fair enough. Okay. That's also, a... if they destroy the relay devices, that doesn't solve the problem that there are now a dozen monsters all across the globe. Yeah, yeah they can't get them back on Monster Island yet either. I guess you just hope that like they're going to be like cool about it. They got to figure out how to take over the control system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they even made a point about how they couldn't get one on Monster Island. That's why they spread them out, but that never was addressed again. 
Okay, well, this is the first time you guys have explained a plot point to me, and I'm actually satisfied. Oh, man, that makes <laughs> Finally sense. Finally happened. That's what everybody on the internet's been searching for. I kind of... Luke is satisfied, Jingle. And then Luke came. Yeah. <laughs> Should that this, just be like Luke making a coming noise? This time Luke um, is. That's going to be like Final Fantasy VII power, like level up. Oh, yeah, that could be cool. Good. But what would Luke be saying? <laughs> uh, I'm coming. <laughs> just figure something out. I feel like I shouldn't be involved. Okay, I'll probably use that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just don't want to get involved. Quick side note: What do you think's next to Monsterland? Would you say maybe an Adventureland, and next to that's a Zombie Land? <laughs> Because I've been sitting on that all day. Yeah. Thank you. You got that out of your system? Yeah, let's in the podcast. <laughs> I think we're done. But no, um, we still got a lot of movie to go through. Yeah, we do. Monsterland. <laughs> um, I should say, too, for names, uh, the captain of the ship uh, was Captain Katsu Yamabe. Um, mm. But, like, the names don't matter in this film, other than, like, him, Dr. Yoshida... And then Kyoko, which is kind of his girlfriend, I think. They don't... There's just a lot of characters running You know, I, I've never remembered any of the names from any of the movies we've watched. Yeah. But I remember the things they did in this movie. And what was the name of the, like, the main character who, like, called his girlfriend? That was, uh, Katsu. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the girlfriend He is a hero. Kyoko. He yeah. is, like, very heroic in this movie, I think. Yeah. Kind of, a, kind of, like, a little bit like Martin is doing the, like, eh. Yeah. Hand signal. Because he does rip the earrings off of his girlfriend fiercely at one point. Yeah, yeah. but it was to save her from mind control. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He didn't even try to take them off like normal earrings, though. He just ripped them off. Yeah, yeah but they're mind control devices. You really think they're just going to have a little loop? You can well, still try. I guess he could have looked, but... We could bring that back to the plot, because that's basically where we left off, is the scientists are getting mind control and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Kyoko oh, is one of them, but basically... They're all either killing themselves or trying to kill the other scientists. Yeah, that's when they first meet the aliens, yeah. which is on the Monsterland base. Yeah, and then they're just they're talking about like we want to bring you a better society. Then somehow things turn sour, and there's a shootout. Oh yeah, because a the, really good shootout. The, yeah, the, the, scientists, funny, the scientists from the moon do not believe. Like, no, we don't believe you're trying yeah. to do this. Everyone here is obviously brainwashed. Which yeah. I will say, sticking to their guns on that. Was very refreshing because in the other films where we've had aliens from another planet, they're just like, "Yeah, let's go with this." They've been like, "Your your robes are white. You're yeah. probably cool." No, you look like a really bad Saturday morning cartoon supervillain. We're yeah. good to go. <laughs> I mean, I think I was first enthralled in this movie by this first shootout because it gets a little intense. Somebody gets shot in the head. Yeah. For God's sakes, in it really like, graphically, yeah, yeah like he's just kind of like just dying right there in front of the camera, and I think that's the first time we've seen like a human kill a human in one of these movies. Yeah, Other we've than... come close to it. <laughs> oh no, 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 we we saw that in uh, fuck Monster Zero, I want to say. Um, the first glimpse we have of the greatest kaiju of all, <laughs> <laughs> mankind. <laughs> Yeah. Well, nah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we've seen it before. I don't remember the exact movie, but there was that guy who was embezzling money, and he had his partner there in a hotel. No, oh, yeah. he... Did he actually shoot that guy? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did got crushed by guy. Godzilla. No, he shot that guy. The dude who shot the guy got crushed by Godzilla. Yeah, he got crushed. Okay. Well, well, one anyway. of those guys got shot by the other. Okay, well, still, like, you saw a couple people get shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and no. It, was, it, it was a very confusing scene, because it was hard to tell... 
because the bad guys were brainwashed good guys. Mm-hmm. But they were all dressed exactly the same, so you had no, like, defining thing. Like, maybe their eyes could have glowed or something. Yeah. No. Well, they had, they had <laughs> slightly different guns. They yeah. all had silver guns, but the... The good astronauts had regular guns, yeah. and the bad ones had space guns that sounded yeah. like a combination of a laser and a bullet sound. Yeah. Which, I thought those were cool. Yeah. I thought it was a nice kind of, because I think it, I'm coming back to, like, this is humanity on the dawn of, like, colonizing the solar system. So they have, like, a weapon that's, like, still a projectile, but also has some other energy source in there as well. I, I had a keyboard in like 1997, and it sounded like one of the custom settings you could have on there. Yeah. I mean, this was still a movie made in 1973. So, Mario, are you asserting that they had time travel to steal your keyboard for this film? Yes. Okay, that checks out. Um, yeah. To be fair, you had like a little Casio keyboard. They probably had the state of the art synthesizer for the day yeah. when they were doing their sound effects. Oh, they probably just found a laser and they found a gun. They shot them at the same time and saved that recording. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, lasers have been around since caveman era, so I mean, know they're hidden. How do you places. think the Civil War was won? It's true. All lasers just a light focused through the gym. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? We solved it, guys. Wait, did we skip Moth through Paul's Drag Race? After we did, we're we did play kind of in it. But that means we're going to go back into it, because we're yeah. going to have two Mothra Paul Drag Race this episode. And let's yeah. get into it, because the fashion in this film was great. Ooh. We had uh, we had white guy who was dressed like a, basically like a gentleman trying to sell tea from England. Um, and then we had all the jumpsuits for the space teams. Oh, that, mm-hmm. that yellow pleather was so good. Those were pretty great. Had every, yeah. every single police officer was wearing a brown suit. Oh, that was right. the only, like, futuristic futuristic aspect other than like the spaceships and stuff like of the society that was the only futuristic futuristic aspect a police officer wearing a brown suit is no, futuristic no, no. It's, it's, it's so far in the future that all police officers have been promoted to detective yeah well I'm there. those did you see those jackets they looked weird they like didn't have collars on them yeah oh, and they had like a weird like swoop yeah to connect like I said they were almost like, like a smock uh, they were all inspectors in the goddess from Lupin the Third. Yeah, he wore a trench coat. Yeah, well, and yeah. a uh, either a fedora or a tribbly. It was not sure which. More of a tribbly, and then he also yeah. had those beautiful eyelashes too. Yeah, he also had that little like metal thing that Japanese detectives get to use sometimes. What a gun! In anime, no, no, those little like metal fork things. The tanfa, isn't it? No, tanfa is the thing where like you. Yeah, the side one. Yeah, which. Mm. God. Size? Size. We're in a podcast. That's what it is. It's kind of like a size. Size close enough. Yeah. Let's just say it's a size. If uh, and get on with listeners the at home, tweet at Godzilla if you know the correction. <laughs> That's our Twitter. Account, Zadigata right? uses it at the very end of Castle of Cagliostro when he's storming the castle. Fuck, that's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's, a very oh, good movie. Fuck, it's such a good movie. I prefer the yeah. I prefer the red jacket to the green jacket, but that's still a good Lupin movie. All jacket to any Lupin, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, guys, nice. Got that good some 41 joke in. So, um. so they escape from Monsterland, and they kidnap one of the brainwashed doctors. Like, the highest-ranking doctor that was on there, except mm. for, like, the 
older dude with glasses. Yeah. Who we think might be the sad doctor from the older movies. Yeah. Which, was... if, if that is the case, that makes no sense, because he looks younger than that doctor, and this is set like 20 years from that. He does look a lot like that guy, though. Like, right. from what I remember him looking like. I'm going to break our professional protocol and actually Google that, but his name was Dr. Yoshida, which I thought was the name of the original doctor, too, so I'm pulling that up right Maybe now. he could be like They could have easily just found a dude who looks like him and named him the same thing just to have connection with the old movies. Yeah, that's true. There is uh, too much plot in this movie. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. Yeah. There's a little too much. Tyler, you and I are on the same page. Because uh, this is... I, you're going through it. You're like halfway through it? No, we're like a quarter of the way through it. Oh. This was the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There is too much plot, but... I think at this point we can get to... What for me makes the movie one of the best we've watched so far, and that's those first couple of minutes of the monsters attacking the cities after the aliens set them free. Mm. Like they're under their control and they're destroying all this stuff. And a lot of national landmarks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of national landmarks, and also so that scene where like it might be a little early to get to get to it but where you see like they the aliens make mothra stand in front of a speeding train and it just explodes it's all those people dead godzilla comes up the ocean uses radiation breath on a ship goes up like the lusitania so they sent godzilla to new york and they didn't have him destroy a single new york landmark you know yeah, he just blew up, like, some fake plot power plant. Yeah, yeah was right single... off the edge of the water. Yeah. <laughs> the famous New York brightly colored power plant. How could I forget? Right there at the south end of Manhattan. It is a really missed opportunity, but, I don't know, maybe Godzilla just doesn't like New York. No, yeah. they, they would have banned this movie if they had him destroying the Statue of Liberty. I mean, you can't have him destroy that, but I think the Empire State Building's pretty yeah. iconic. Or the Twin Towers. I think people... Yeah, that too. And it would have mattered back then. Were, were, the, t- were the Twin Towers around 1968? Um, I thought that was finished in like the 70s. Yeah. Well, maybe they're building them. He could destroy them. See, I have no clue about that. They might not have... Like a pre I know that in like the 1970s Godzilla movie, yeah. the yeah. Twin Towers yeah. is what he climbs at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's true. So maybe it was... Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. if they were like new buildings and mm-hmm. them being the thing. Like, we're gonna advertise these buildings and they're gonna be awesome forever. Yeah. Okay, this is getting gross. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Let's get back to the guy Usually I'm right. the one who brings up 9 11. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they have that kidnapped. Uh, so they kidnap that scientist who was brainwashed. They bring him to a hotel room to try to convince him, like, hey, stop being brainwashed. We'll help you. Well, at first they try and get him to say that he is brainwashed. But then they're like, then the older doctor's like, you're not going to get anything from him. Like, so how about this? You tell us what we want to hear. We'll help you not be brainwashed anymore. Whereas, like, if he's brainwashed, that's not going to fucking work. They they took one run at this script. They just kept adding to it. We're like, no, we don't have to take anything out. Are you brainwashed? You have to tell me if you're brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> it's law. Yeah, it's um, brainwash law. So my favorite part about this scene, maybe any guys will film, is they turn their backs to have a smoke break. He goes to the window, opens it, and jumps out. Yeah. yeah. And we see him fall, too. <laughs> we see cheapest, him turn into a mannequin. Yeah, the cheapest, fakest mannequin they could find. <laughs> a mannequin that 
they didn't even like put the arms up. The arms were right by the side <laughs> my, the entire time. My impression of the scene is the prop designer for this movie is like, okay, show me this mannequin. No, looks too real. Put it back. Give me a cheaper one. <laughs> Although I also have to note, like, they brought him back to a hotel, not like a security area, <laughs> like a government compound, to interrogate him or have impre- professional interrogators interrogate him. They just put him in a room and ask ask him if he's brainwashed. Don't even ask him any specifics about the people they were talking to. <laughs> no. And also, the dude who's brainwashed is wearing, like, they're all wearing new suits. They all change clothes. I just wonder why the brainwashed guy changed clothes. Because he's wearing a nice suit with an ascot. Yeah. Now, did they provide that for him? No, no, no. That's just what happens when you're brainwashed. You Wait, grow an ascot. Guys, this is the third month of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Unprecedented. I in hell. I think I'm it, hurting Martin so much this episode. It keeps coming up. It's not like you have to do the uh, intro every single time. Oh, yes, I will. yes, you do. Yeah. Moth RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, I think we have to do another one just mentioning it right now. <laughs> um, I think every time we mention it, you should just restart it <laughs> and not complete the entire thing. No, restart the podcast from the beginning. <laughs> this is going to be a six hour long podcast. Space is warped and time is bendable. That's true, it's all relative. Um, when the when he jumps out of this scene, they uh, the aliens come to try to retrieve the body. Yeah, that's when the men in black attack yeah. them. Yeah, and then uh, basically they shoot him away before it's too late, and they're trying to figure out why they're trying to get the body. Yeah. That's when they take him in for an autopsy, and they find behind his ear a little pellet that's basically doing yeah. all the mind control. Well, they also knew it because like the last alien they got away from had like a scalpel and was just about to dig behind yeah. his neck before they pulled him off. So they like. There's probably something right there that they were trying to get. Yeah. Like, they didn't want his body. They just wanted the little communicator, yeah. at the very least, so they wouldn't find it. It must be expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. They're reusable. <laughs> well, the yeah, the doctor Jinx. during the autopsy finds it. They're like, what is it? Like, it's definitely not a hearing aid. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I never thought it was. Yeah, it looks like a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this... I'm you going must have with had the, a cruel older brother. Uh, I'm going with Martin's theory, too, of this had not more than one pass on the script. Basically, like, we gotta get this sucker out and we're done. Because um, there are just so many times in this movie where, like, a thing happens, and then a thing immediately happens to get it back on track to where it was before. Like, there are just so many little detours <clears throat> that veer off the road slightly, and then you're just back on the main track. I mean, I don't think that's anything we're not used to with these movies. It's it just it, this does it so much more than any of the other movies we've seen. Yeah, I mean, maybe it does. I guess just the parts that I thought were good, I thought were way better than the parts that were good in the other movies. Yeah, like I keep forgetting his name. What's the main hero? Katsu. Name? Like I, I'm not sure if we've gotten there yet, but they figure out where the signals are coming, controlling the kaiju, and it's coming from the moon. Yeah. Well, before okay, this is two misdirects. They find out first from Tokyo they have a signal coming from the Uzu Springs. Yeah. So they go to the Uzu Springs. They find out, oh, this is the fake place. And they basically put Godzilla to destroy a bunch of tanks. And they're like, no, actually, guys, for real, for realsies, it's on Mount Fuji. They go to Mount Fuji and they're like, nope, psych, it's not on Mount Fuji, yeah. guys. It's on the moon. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. Mount Fuji was the scene where 
Godzilla tries to blow open the entrance with his uh, fire breath, and yeah. then it doesn't work, and so he oh, just... Oh, wait, he wait, just... wait, 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 that's... We, we have to save that for Yeah, the they end. go to Mount Fuji a few times. Yeah, yeah that's at the end when they, they do have a base in Mount Fuji. But, but that's just not where the thing was. Their first time at Mount Fuji, they they don't decide to go in tanks or cars. They're just <laughs> all on foot. And none of them notice Godzilla's there until they're 100 yards away from him. Well, to be fair, they went they observed it first with like helicopters and stuff. Mm. And they realized where it must be because of them getting attacked. So then they go in on foot, which, like, they would have to go in on foot eventually. You can't, like, there's a secret base with, like, a, you're on the Lost Island, and you find the trap door. You can't go there with a helicopter. Oh, wait, um, these aliens can produce, um, force fields? They haven't been able to throw the force fields yet. What is their game plan for this? Well, we find out they don't even really need those force fields, because that's not even their body. (laughs) Yeah. Should we we tell the audience? Let's just go, they're, they're weird... Rock slugs. Yeah, they're, yeah, well, they're metal people who can only survive in extreme heat. Yeah. Which is weird because their planet is farther from the sun than Earth is. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why they were dormant for so long. Oh, that's good. Why their technology is so much more advanced. Yeah. That's the bigger mystery. We're just slacking. Yeah. <laughs> lagging behind these rock slugs. Maybe they used to be peaceful and it's supposed to be like what humanity could become if we don't keep doing the Star Trek thing. Oh, God. Man, you just... really are banking on this being the prequel to Star Trek. We... It feels like it. Like Star, like the Godzilla movies could be the start of like a beautiful kaiju friendship. fleet. Star, oh, Star Trek kaiju fleet. Ooh. Uh, destroy all monsters. Luke, yeah. Luke you just get... you. That, that's a really good idea for a crossover. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to see a like, much bigger Enterprise. Like an Enterprise the size of Earth and, Ki- and like fucking Godzilla's Captain Picard. Yeah. It would be <laughs> worth. Uh, I'm going to say Mothra. I'm going to say uh, so, Mothra. So a spaceship that's big enough for Godzilla to be the captain of. Yeah. yeah. And you know it's what? all crewed by Kaiju's. No, no, no. Godzilla's the captain. Everyone else is human. <laughs> that would be fun. There'd be just one big chair and a bunch of tiny chairs by it. It'd be so great. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd You'd be have nice. to all carry like bows and arrows and like, shoot your messages up to him. No, he couldn't no, hear you otherwise. That's what the comm link is for. That's true. Yeah, I guess so. Can he reach it though, like with his little arms oh, yeah. trying to get to his chest? Oh, no, like they just put one in the palm of his hand. They just have to squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch this. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to let a woman be a captain, why not kaiju? Yeah. God damn it, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm just trying to do that to Raz on Voyager, not women's rights. <laughs> Um, Janeway, Godzilla, what's the difference? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, guys? There are lots. Let of, me tell you about these red pills. There are lots of female captains in the Star Trek universe. That's true. Tuvok, the problem is Mothra. Problem is oh, no. they they usually end up dead. Well, I mean, everybody ends up dead. Did you yeah. say Tuvok? Yeah, I mean, I know who Tuvok is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just naming Star Trek Voyager characters. Uh, okay. Who is that weird? Chicote. Yeah, Chicote. Who is the weird cook? Was that? Yeah. Oh, Neelix. Yeah, ugh. He's right. one of the main reasons the show sucked in the first couple of seasons. Yeah. Well, you got the doctor who was really cool, the, the <clears throat> AI one. Yeah, I, I liked I liked Neelix way better in Enterprise when he was the doctor. Yeah. Like that's basically what I think Neelix was supposed to be. What the doctor was in Enterprise was like. 
Mm-hmm. Enterprise is still a much worse series. Man, we're really banking on the Star Wars uh, or the Star Trek. Oh, who cares? I'm tired. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I could hear a thousand tweets being fired off right there. Darth Maul yeah. is my favorite Starfleet captain. <laughs> but we do get more. We do get more of the kaiju's destroying cities. Oh yeah, that and that's long. the highlight. Like they yeah, really get part. creative with this stuff. Like there's a. Uh, like, there's some of these monsters we haven't seen before. What's the one that looks like a Chinese dragon? A uh, Baragon, I wouldn't say. Not Baragon. Oh, Man- Mandaba? Yeah, it's Mandaba. Man. Mandaba, that's the one. We, like, serpents himself around a monorail and then shatters it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah, that was fun, just, like, watching these monsters destroy stuff. The Mothra uh, larvae that was just inside of a building for some reason. Yeah! Inside that giant subway station. Yeah. Everything yeah. they made Mothra do in this movie was, like, comic relief. Yeah. Like, they made it slowly destroy that train horribly. And then, just the way it moves, it's so slow, you have to have it come in through a building, or else you do, you can't make sense of it. It moves slow, and it shoots silk. Yeah. Those are the two things it can do. Sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> Oh man! Well, they uh, at this point they finally get to the moon base. I should say for that part where they uh, discover the alien, the metal alien slugs. Yeah, and they uh, they stole the control unit. Yeah. To control the kaiju's. Oh, yeah, they have... after after like parallel parking their spaceship in a crater. Yeah, that just <laughs> immediately started spitting fire at them. Oh, so, and use the ground car. Wait. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so they used the ground car, <laughs> broke into the aliens' base, and used the la- used a experimental laser they had. Oh, that seems where, like every like... time they used it, the cord would catch on fire. I kind of like that scene. <laughs> yeah, but it seemed felt like it was three hours long. Yeah, it did. Like I don't see the point when they turned it off. Or like the cord can't take anymore. It's like. I don't care if it can't take anymore. Turn it on. It was like, if you say the cord can't take anymore, that means the cord's broken. I love that this experimental laser cannon has to be plugged into work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing they had a 9 volt outlet there, or whatever it was. No, I think the thing that saved that scene was the music. The music sounded like it was used when someone is chasing someone else up a flight of stairs. Oh, yeah. Brandon, can you play some of that music right now? There you go, baby. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm just thinking about the cable guy now. So yeah, they get back to Earth. How do they get back to Earth? Their spaceship is destroyed. No, they literally just get back into it, and they're like, "Ah, it just was hot for a little bit." Oh yeah, no. So the tanks never exploded. Like they were worried the tanks of fuel were going to explode under the heat. Yeah, no. When they when they landed, they started the fire. They're like, "No, cut off the fuel supply right now. Now turn on the coolers. Let's get off into another car." So yeah, everything was fine. (laughs) Yeah, but then they were saying, "We're like, it doesn't matter that we cut that off. The tanks are sure to explode under this heat." They didn't. Yeah. They've been wrong about a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. The main character looked really heroic, though, with that laser, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Doing that. I want to see. I want to see that scene without the added effects. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I want to see the four minutes of him intently holding this gun. Yeah. What do you think they happened. just held like a uh, like a, <laughs> a hair dryer to his face to make him sweat like oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just some ATA standing in the corner. Just getting that sweat all over him, just yeah. soaking it up. 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we can start moving the plot around a little more quicker. We're we're, yeah, we're getting to we're getting there. there. Now the humans have control of the kaijus. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we're going to fucking sell them shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they send them to the Mount Fuji base. Yeah. But then, who should appear but... It's King Ghidorah. Yeah, I'm sure you've got some kind of King Ghidorah <laughs> jingle you can do. Yeah. All hail! But yeah, he even he even does that cool thing where like it's like flame lines in the sky that he just mm-hmm. materializes out of. Yeah, I do like that. Like you're saying, it's like basically the Sailor Moon transformation of the Kaiju yeah. universe. It's He's the only one that does that. Yeah. Uh, also, when all of the kaiju appear at Mount Fuji, there's a news reporter introducing them like they're all pro wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was great. great. That was really cool. Yeah. I like that part, too. Um, I should also say at this point, King Ghidorah is not a smart kaiju by any forms because he teleports lands. He's like, hey, there's 12 monsters here. I could take them. And then instantly gets his ass whoops. Just like... Yeah, yeah, he... He doesn't even attack until, like, each one of them has attacked him at least once, you know, before he starts using his really cool lightning breath. It starts off really cool, but then it gets a little weird, because they are being brutal towards him. Oh, God. It's it's like a snuff film. (laughs) It's kind of like... I mean, I got hard, (laughs) no doubt. They were, like, stomping on each of his necks. Yeah, Yeah, especially because, like, the aliens looked so (laughs) smug when King Ghidorah came out and, like, like... Yeah, you're gonna show. I'm gonna show this to like the two monsters that beat him before, Sorry. plus eight more monsters. I, I have to say this, but when you said they're all stomping on his neck, so it was like an American History X, but since there's three, it's an American Triple X history. <laughs> American History Triple X. Yeah, that wasn't really so. I guess the neck area counts. Yeah, close enough. With your curve stomping, it's more the back of the head, and back of the neck. Yeah, your boot could come down on the back of the neck. <laughs> it's like the same damage. That's supposed to be a big curb. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's they, a sub- suburb. So yeah, uh, pretty big curbs. I enjoyed it when Minya blew uh, essentially a smoke ring that went around one of King Ghidorah's heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And held its neck in place. Yeah. There, yeah. There, there's a lot of that in this film with uh, atomic breath just kind of moving on its own. Well, yeah. it is weird that like they had uh, Manila in there at all, mm-hmm. really, because like they, they yeah, they showed him a couple of times, but you never see him destroying anything yeah, because just... he's a Manila. He's not really going to destroy much of anything. He <laughs> might destroy a, a playground. He's just cute by trying to play around. on it. Yeah. If anything, I think he's just capturing the enthusiasm of the audience because he's only there when other monsters are also yeah. kicking ass. Yeah, exactly. He does that like little like power smoke ring, which we saw him do in the last movie. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the movie, he was doing regular yeah. power rays. He, he could destroy like, like a small concession stand at like a baseball. Field. I mean, he could still wreak some havoc. I'm just saying, yeah. he well, never look, he did. cooked all our hot dogs for us. Oh, what a because I think it would have been too hard because like. I don't know, he still looked pretty tall compared to everything, yeah. but uh, they still had, like, probably, it was probably the exact same suit from the, yeah, the yeah. last movie. So, so, I mean, he's like a three-story office building. Everyone else is, like, yeah. freaking complex. Yeah. I feel like at this point you, you're saying to yourself, wow, they killed King Ghidorah, the movie's over. No, it's not. No. He was just in there because he was in the last movie. Yeah. So and and the, the title is Destroy All Monsters. So, you gotta so all they all commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all hold hands and jump in front of a subway train. <laughs> they all get in a convertible and drive off a cliff to avoid the police. Oh, I was going to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're all put inside of a giant toy trash compartment. They're all in like multiple convertibles holding hands <laughs> across them. Like, 
like it's like five miles of convertibles. I would I would watch that. I would watch them drive into the Grand Canyon only for them to get stuck on the Grand Canyon because their cars are too big. <laughs> They're all slowly lowered into molten steel while they go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll never forget you, Godzilla. <laughs> Which is like, uh, I know we've talked about it before. I don't think it's been in the last movie or two, but like, did they have a wave at the uh, end where like they'll wave goodbye to all the monsters? Because somehow they don't explain how all the monsters get back to Monsterland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we also haven't finished expe- explaining how they killed the aliens yeah. so we should probably do that first yeah yeah so they basically they beat the shit out of King Ghidorah and then oh, a uh, fire monster comes <clears throat> down well King Ghidorah first he accidentally revealed their secret base by dropping uh, what's his face on it uh, yeah uh, Angoras yes Angoras <laughs> yeah. who which this is, I, we should have mentioned this earlier but this is the first time we've seen Angoras since Godzilla raids again since everyone's least favorite Godzilla movie, yeah, <laughs> I still thought it was like nice because, like I, like we said, this was their plan to end the Kaiju universe. Yeah, oh, yeah the he, fact that they put every single one of them and thought to put him too. He looks real cool. He yeah, looks he looks cool. awesome. Huh. But uh, yeah, he reveals the location, and then basically uh, the aliens start freaking like, "Oh shit, we gotta do something really quick." So they have a fire monster to fly in. They're like, hey, check out this cool fire monster. We're going to destroy you now. And then basically Godzilla's like, that's just a stupid flying saucer. So he shoots breath at it and it's a flying saucer. Yeah. And they destroy the base. Well, no, it's the humans who take out. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, like it, it, it burns up Rodane's wings. Yeah. <clears throat> then the other monsters try to deal with it, but it won't come near him. Yeah. <clears throat> so then the uh, SY-3 gets involved. And that's what, I think this is why, like, the only reason they had this in there is so the humans could have the last victory. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, they, like, uh, the thing attached to them, it's burning them up. They do some, he does some smart maneuvering to get it unstuck. And then it turns out it's one of the alien saucers that's just spinning fast enough to be on fire. He basically just made a hard left. Like, that yeah. was his maneuver. Do a barrel roll. Yeah. That's kind of what they did. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. That's true. Which I, I did say earlier on that I thought like the finished version of the SY three kinda looked like the the Star Fox team carrier. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. The Fox it, carrier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It also kinda looked like the Ragnarok from Final Fantasy Eight. Yeah. Like not as much of a dragon face, but Yeah. Man, I did not like Final Fantasy Eight. Ooh. Me neither. That was my um, favorite one for a long time i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay this 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 was the part you wanted to bring up where godzilla tries his fire breath on the dome twice oh yeah and it doesn't work so he just kicks it in <laughs> yeah and works first time <laughs> just shatters it and i think maybe more they what they were going for is that like the the radiation breath like weakened it enough for him to kick it maybe uh, he's still got that he's still got that brute force too yeah I mean oh, yeah. He, he is a giant lizard person yeah <laughs> and uh that's uh finally the film is done thank god no 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 let me be free <laughs> they 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 kill the metal things and they put all the monsters back on monster land then we have a nice pan shot over all the monsters. They're all having fun on the island. Yeah. That is a good shot. I like yeah, that. That was oh, fun. Yeah, it reminded, oh, yeah. it reminded well, me like, of Club Dread. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen. I've seen Super Troopers. I've never seen Club Dread. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've heard it's pretty good. It's, it's not as it's good as def- Super Troopers. Yeah, it's definitely not as good as the other Dr- Judge Dread movies. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I mean... Oh, Judge Dredd. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. And Aren't we all, though? Carl I was like, Club Dredd. Carl Urban was pretty good in it. <laughs> no, he said Club Dredd. He yeah. did say Club Dredd. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, was, I was making a joke. Okay, I got confused then. <laughs> I thought I said something stupid. <laughs> no, so. technically I said something stupid. <laughs> So we can get to my favorite part of this podcast. Now, okay. Which, go, go and explain it. So we have a very specific rating system here in Tyler. It's very easy to comprehend and get your mind around. Right. So now Baby Godzilla, also known as Manila, also named, known as Godzuki, our rating system is based around him. Now if you like Godzuki, you want to give it more Godzuki. So like, let's say you thought this was a phenomenal film, you'd give it 10 out of 10 Godzukis. Now, if you didn't like Godzuki as a concept, you give it non-Godzukis. So if you really like this film, you give it like a 9 out of 10 non-Godzukis. If you feel indifferent towards Godzuki, give it 5 out of 10 uh, indifferences towards Godzuki, and it's a perfect score. So how would you rate it? Oh, wow. So 5 out of 10 indifferences to Godzukis is a perfect score. Yeah. So I would give it an... Wait, how? A 9 out of 10 indifference to Godzuki's. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's, uh, I think that puts it on, I'd say, chartreuse for the rating. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Wait, so, wait, yeah. an indifference to Godzuki's different from a hate and a love, right? I mean, uh, isn't indifference the greatest sin of all, though? So, I, think, I think this movie did a pretty know. good job of meeting my indifference to Godzuki. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. I, mean, okay. I, I don't know why I keep trying to find logic in this room. <laughs> All right. Fucking I'll, rating system. I'll give it a rating. I give this three out of four corn stars. <laughs> corn stars. Corn stars. Okay. Corn. Corn stars. <laughs> <laughs> don't you guys get how this works? Like I do this every episode. I feel pretty good about my rating. Yeah, I feel really good about my rating too. Uh, whereas sometimes I like to take things seriously. <laughs> okay, Dad. I am going to give it nine non-Godzukis. Ooh, boy, that's <clears throat> a real high. I, I, I know. I really liked all the kaiju stuff in this movie, and I liked some of the human stuff too. There was probably too much of it. And there was too much exposition, but you know, like I didn't read all the dialogue. Yeah. So sometimes it was just like seeing a pe- person look like a hero. Yeah. And I think like I approached the movie the way you're supposed to approach the movie. Yes. Not to say that your views aren't valid. I'm just saying I thought this was a really good Godzilla movie. Yosh. <laughs> you don't have to worry about like. Oh, is Godzilla sentient or what? Because, like, most of the time he's under somebody's control until the very end when he's like, you guys fuck with me and you're the closest, so I'm going to fuck with you. Yeah, that, that part was fun. If I was being serious, I would give it a 7 out of 10 non-Gadzukis. I did like it, but it, the plot really took a lot out of it. And there was, also was no full penetration, so I yeah. would give it 7 out of 10 non-Gadzukis. Yeah, you always got to make it gross. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I, I I like Godzuki. I want to give this movie two out of ten Godzukis. I Ooh, just, I could not see. I paid too close attention to this film. I just kept getting angry because they kept introducing plot holes, but then later trying to fill them up with exposition later. And again, this film just keeps veering off the plot of the story to have these little 
like side things that they think like, yeah, this will be the story. Like, nope, this is just a way to fill time. It's yeah. a little bloated. The, yeah. the parts of this movie that are good are good. They really are. Like I've recommended for so many other Godzilla films, <laughs> just watch 20 minutes of this film. That's all you need. I'd you rather don't need like all of it. I'd rather watch uh, Reptilicus again. Yeah, Reptilicus yeah. is a classic. We can, <laughs> I've thought about this for a while. We should do both Reptilicus and the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Reptilicus for this podcast. <laughs> I want to do Solo. Oh boy! Can we do Bongzilla? Does that does that count as a kaiju movie? Solo? I think by reputation it kind of does. I mean, it has monsters in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The human monster. Art film humor. (laughs) (laughs) Although, also, I got really drunk and watched it the other night, and I'm always blown away. I watched that movie movie with you like six months ago. You, You watched it again. I watch that movie fairly often. I really <laughs> like that movie. I just realized, too, what if we did, like, the Puppet Master series? Because they're kind of like nega kaijus. Oh, my God, that would be so awesome! Because they're, like, they're tiny kaijus, but that's the opposite of kaijus, so they're nega kaijus. I you're, have... you're saying N-E-G-A, correct? Yeah. Okay, just for clarification. Okay. Oh, this... Oh, okay. Home audience. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure that didn't sound like I was thinking it was for a second. But, yeah, they're nega kaijus. Yeah, like nega duck. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the, the antithesis. Antithesis. Anti hentai. They're the anti hentai of kaiju. <laughs> Puppet masters. American Youth Anti Hentai League. Oh. <laughs> I will never <laughs> join. Founding member. <laughs> so, what, what do we do now? We're done with the movie, right? Yeah, we, we, go, on, we, go, on, we go on to everyone's favorite part of the podcast Stupid Games. Alright. Quit playing. Stupid Games. Uh, should we put that jingle in now, or do you want to introduce it? No, I'll just play it after I say stupid games. We're already there. Alright. We've always been there. We've never left Martin. Woo! <laughs> okay, we know what the first one is. Hell Roll yeah. that jingle. Hell yeah. Okay. So, stupid games. Um, one of our favorite things to do on this podcast is have our guests lick a 9-volt battery. Licking a 9-volt. Ask your parents for permission. Oh yeah, okay, I'll do it. That's no. not the first time. Yeah. Now we always let you the know, guests do it first. We've been surprised how many people you, like it is the first time for them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like nobody, they never had a child. Nobody did this as a kid. Ah. Yeah. Wasn't it Jason's first time? I want to say. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think we said we're going to give a shout out to Jason every episode after that one of uh, being the worst time slot we've ever recorded at 6am. We kind of all also totally talked over him talking about it. (laughs) We love Jason. We just hated that night. Yeah. Could you try it again? I mean, I was just making noises. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we all do. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing it well. Yeah. I mean, I I You're such a natural used to do this when I was. I grew up in Southern Kentucky. This is like a fun. That's not hobby. true. This is this is that's the way it feels for me. I actually kind of like it. So yeah, that's why I we let, do it a couple of times. That's why I, we let Luke get it last. I have definitely like as a child. I definitely like stuck my finger into. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to flavor country. I definitely he, stuck my finger into like an open wall socket on purpose Ooh, like yeah. a few times. Alright, here we go. A few times. <laughs> ah, this is a strong one. Ah, it's a strong boy. Um, oh, yeah. That's why your as smoke a, detector kept going off. As a <laughs> child, for sure, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, weird things yeah. I'd do when I was born. <laughs> oh, I grew up in uh, Georgia by a lot of, like, uh, swampy areas. 
So me and my brother's favorite thing was to do is to go down to the local creek and get chased by snakes. <laughs> like, there's legit water moccasins there, which are very venomous. And we're like, this is fun. When wow, I was a little kid, cute. like, we we had a crick, but we, it was a very tiny one, so we couldn't crick. really chase anything. But we, what we used to love to do is, like, my grandmother raised chickens to so just, like, chase chicks and try and, like, grab them before the hand could come over and pick the shit out of you. Yeah. We would mainly just, um, like, pick blackberries. Yeah, part which one, too, but we also did the other stuff. <laughs> the hard <laughs> shit. The hard <laughs> shit. Um, so, I feel like, uh, we should get into another one, because I was excited for this. We also have a very, uh, popular and well-known game, which is Wasting Ray and Godzilla Ritaville. Wasting away Godzilla Rita. Um, there's that jingle. Yeah. We like to do basically a mixed drink for the kaiju of the film. This one had all the monsters, but guys, I got a mixed drink. Ooh. All right. You take all the liquor you have on your cabinet, you mix it together, and then you stomp on someone's neck. <laughs> That's the drink. What do you, What do you call it? I call it destroy all larynx. Oh, that works pretty well. I have a I have a, I have a drink for this one. It's it's called uh, it's called uh, all monsters. <laughs> and you're like, you want to try this drink? It's called all monsters. What's in it? Every single monster. <laughs> and then you and then whoever ordered it, you just hand them like a Bud Light. <laughs> And then they're like, I thought this had everything in it. And you're like, nah, it's just got one thing. <laughs> yes, that seems about right. Yeah. See, uh, now mine is similar. Mine is a room temperature Budweiser. <laughs> Oof. Because it's like, it's not appetizing at all. Do you have to spend two hours drinking it? <laughs> no, no, you can you can drink it as any time you want to. But it's, it's one of those is not appetizing, but then when you actually start drinking it, you're like, this tastes really good. Well, I like that. Yeah, you've never had that with like a room temperature, like Budweiser or something, I, uh, or maybe PBR, I don't know, any never... kind of beer of that, like, like that's kind of like a. Well, I mean, this is gonna sound pretentious, but especially a craft beer like a saison at room temperature. Ooh, that's a ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good thing. Um, well, you do sound like a beer snob. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I turned. I was when I was 21. I actually didn't drink till I was 21 because I was a little baby. Um, yeah. I was afraid of everything. I was working at Trader Joe's at the time, so like literally my access point was like just craft beer that discounted <laughs> or free. So, so that was cheap beer to you yeah. at that point. <laughs> um, I was excited for this because I usually like to make mixed drinks for our, uh, you know, anybody we have over here for the yeah. co-host. Um, but I discovered one the other day. This is actually a really good one. Uh, if you got guava nectar, like one of those uh, Hymex ones, if you will. Take four parts guava nectar, two parts vodka, one part Malibu rum, and then just a little dash of lime juice. Ooh, that's a good drink. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's but is that drink. connected to the movie? No. That's just... that's the one you made for us, right? Yeah. But yeah it's connected to the I movie. I mean, we could call it... Uh, I mean, yeah. Let's... Yeah, we drank it while we watched the we movie. Can call it... But I thought the point of the yeah. game was to... It's called... I'll the... make a cocktail it's... based on the movie. I'll make it part of the movie. It's I'll call called it Destroy the... All Taste Buds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I... Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. Try to take this less seriously. <laughs> even, <laughs> even umami. Yeah, it's got a little umami. <laughs> oh no, I hate umami. <laughs> well, it's got like, like little vagina scent to it. Umami. 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 Let's get to the next game quickly. Um, 
So, what's the deal with these kaijus? 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 Another great jingle. That's right. actually the you'll you'll hear. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think I've got a really good one for this week. You guys ready? Sure. Little Shop of Horrors, Audrey 2. Ooh, this is a legit good one. Yeah. Would you say that Audrey 2 is a kaiju? I'd say that it is. Came from space, not unlike various kaiju that we've already talked about, much like King Ghidorah. It has grown and grown and eventually did take over in the alternate cut of the film. Yeah, would you say it's a main grid mother and it is pissed? Right, right, yes. right, right, right. But those Audrey that took over, would those be the same Audrey? I think it's all part of one Because those are like, so like every single one that exists, like the ones that became giant and destroyed the city. Yeah, yeah, it's like a hive mind. Like they still talk like, hello, baby! Yeah, I don't see why not. Like that? Like like a feminine Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis? I don't see why not. (laughs) I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler, but when we get into the 80s, we're going to watch Godzilla vs. Biollante, and Biollante is basically an Audrey 2. So I'm saying yes for sure. It, it, It sings like soul music. Well, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's the eighties. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go and make my vote. Yes, they are kaiju. Yeah, you guys have convinced me. Oh, good. Oh, that's so we've added to the pantheon. So here's the ones we've approved that are kaiju. Uh, we have now Audrey two. We have the concept of love. Uh, we have Zoolander two. Um, Zoolander two counts as a kaiju. Yeah. yeah. We we all went back and I listened to it. Um, we all agreed that Clifford the Big Red Dog was a kaiju. <laughs> uh, I think I acquiesced in the end. You may have because I only listened to us all agreeing at that yeah, one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and but then, if I acquiesced, then that's fine. I'm gonna re-listen. We're gonna have an official <laughs> yeah. sheet of these uh, and things we've agreed that aren't kaiju's: the Beverly Hillbillies, um, Galactus, mm-hmm. and then there's one more I keep forgetting. Um, I came up with something the other week. Hey, I have one that I, I think could reasonably be a kaiju. Oh, go for the, it. The uh, uh, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. We did that one like two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, we did that one. one didn't we, we did agree. Yeah. Did you agree that it yeah, was yeah. one? I'm pretty sure okay. we did. Yeah. Oh, guys, I got a new one. Uh, my ex-wife. <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> oh, I hated that. How about the how, how about the concept of those take my wife please jokes? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a kaiju. Cool <laughs> that should not exist. Oh man. man. Take me to your coffee, wife. Yes. I will say I'm pretty happy it's it's I'm I'm pretty happy that it's funny to quote Borat again. Is it? I thought we were Ed there and then we got out of it again. I oh, I hope not. I just got I just rewatched Borat. There's uh, so many things to say. Yeah. <laughs> My wife. Oh no, I think we are out of it. And right. Bobby Buds made it okay for a minute. Yeah. I, guess, I feel like at least that one line. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I gotta say, at at uh, at the comedy show I run lately at breakfast last week, uh, somebody did get a pretty big laugh by just going, uh, uh, "Do you guys like impressions?" Oh, it's a me, a Borat. <laughs> <laughs> it was very unexpected, <laughs> I guess. Well, that's funny because that's almost kind of mixing like Mario with Borat. Yeah, it's a Bora. Was that was that Shane Torres? I think that was Billy Dean that did. Oh, no. was oh because it's Billy Dean that makes more sense. Classic Billy. We'll probably it's get Billy a me. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably get Billy on here eventually. Yeah, let's get Billy Dean. On. Let's say Shane Torres. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, he's, he's probably gonna, more busy. Let's get everyone on. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of more 
potential kaijus. Well, we usually only do one. Yeah. But yeah. we don't have really format either, so we yeah. just break it pretty easily. Yeah. What it be, I think it'd be fun to do a whole episode where we just have a huge debate of what our kaijus. Kingdom Hearts 3. That's not no, that's about going no. nerdy for that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, because it's not out yet. I don't know. If it doesn't exist yet, <laughs> I can't call it a kaiju. Um, <laughs> don't you mean Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD Unchained Remix? <laughs> but they've already released like 2.8. How can they go farther back? <laughs> Didn't they have no like a Game Boy Advance game that used cards instead of yeah. like the yeah. regular Final? Yeah, yeah, I played that game. Chain of Memories. Was, yeah, yeah. Chain of Memories is good. It had a port um, to PlayStation 2. I... There's only one game on the Game Boy I want to play based on cards, and that's the Pokemon Trading Card Game. Thank uh, you very much. You can get a card game that was translated all right. I dislike I anything. Mm. Devolved game. into uh, a card game mm-hmm. from yeah. something more complex. Although that is understandable. That said, there is a board game that I was reading about today that sounds awesome called Millennium Blades, where it's like a board game where you're all playing fans of a popular fake collectible card game, and so oh God, you already. play you play in small tournaments, and in between rounds, you're using in-game currency to buy booster packs and rearrange oh. your decks. Oh. And so it's so, basically like you're living in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah it's like basically like a board game that simulates being a Magic fan. Oh <laughs> I, I never want to go back. I want to play that so bad. Uh, I've heard it's great. Yeah. After I got out of college, I got into Magic for a little bit, and that was a dark <clears> time. <throat> Me and my roommate have been inventing a card game kind of based off like poker and Magic the Gathering that you could play with two decks of playing cards. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, though, we gotta keep this going, and we should get into the pop culture at the time. Guys, this movie came out in 1968. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. 68? 1968. I it was, like, at least the 70s. No, not yet. So, the biggest thing about 1968 is probably one of the most upsetting elections of the time until, of course, 2017 and 16, which <laughs> you have Robert F. Kidney going up against, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon pulls out. Robert F. Kidney gets assassinated. So, who ends up taking this... Good old Nixon, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, so, tricky Dick Nixon. Uh, the trickiest of dicks, in my opinion. Is that how that happened? Yeah, it's uh, you. Sh- if you haven't read up about it, it is very interesting because everything just went mm. wrong. Nixon yeah. had previously run against Kennedy in like '60, right? Yeah, and then Kennedy won, and, and then, then he won, and then he won because Nixon was like, you could see his hair growing. Oh, yeah. the debate. Well, yeah, the beard growing. It was like the first televised debate, and it was a big thing because on the radio, if you listen to it, it sounded like Nixon won that debate. But seeing him sweat like that, I've heard people talk about that to where that's actually bullshit. To where, like, even on the radio, Nixon kind of faltered. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like there wasn't that huge contrast that yeah. people made it sound hey, like. Let me say the one thing I remember from my high school history class. You know what I remember? <laughs> you know why Eli Billy Whitney West's the impression movie. of Nixon goes, Um, no. Because of that debate. When he, <laughs> Billy West was a kid watching it, and like you could see his, like... Jealous. Yeah, because he, like, he looked so like, hairy and stuff. And, like Billy West remembers, like, in an interview, he says, he remembers thinking as a kid, like, he must be a werewolf. <laughs> So as a kid, we always be like, I'm Nixon, I've always been a bigger fan of Billy West's brother's work, which of course is Kanye West, but you know, you can't be as talented as your brother sometimes. Adam, what are you doing tonight? It, it, it's a lot of things. It's kind of weird though, because that would like actually make perfect sense if they were actually like, related. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not be surprised just, by that I at all for some reason. I just a sitcom. 
Yeah. They're like they're like long lost cousins. Yeah. I oh, call of course Westside. Westside's <laughs> oh, West Side story. Oh, thank you. One's an egocentric rapper. The other's the most famous voiceover actor in the planet. <laughs> How are they gonna live together? <laughs> um so they have to live in a mansion for one year together. Or else neither of them get Also, the, the mansion, of course, is haunted. I yeah, say. it's haunted by the ghosts of Jennifer Richard Taylor. Pryor and... I was going to say Knox. Cornell West. It's in Key West. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we got a lot of options. So Cornell uh, West is their neighbor. Other quick things I want to get out for 1968. You've got 2001 Space Odyssey coming out. you also oh. got Night of the Living Dead coming out. Uh, are, you know, arguably two of the best movies. Oh, yeah, so yeah. many better movies. Yeah. Can, 2000, 2001 was made a year before we landed on the moon. You can feel all space stuff. none of their influences in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree with that. oh it is it is kind of interesting that they had the moon colony in this though a year before the moon landing. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like they could see the future and like just fucked it up completely. <laughs> and uh, two weird things in history going on too. You have the Zodiac Killer going on at this time in the sixties. Yes, Ted Cruz. Ted yeah. Cruz. One Zodiac sign for each monster in the movie. That's true. <laughs> Guys, what if Godzilla was a Zodiac killer? <laughs> no, there'd be a lot more giant footprints. That's the thing, though. That's what we never looked for. <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla with, like, a bag over his head. And yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like, he, like, his revolver around one fingernail. Yeah. Godzilla yeah. sending anonymous letters to the San Francisco my cryptid language. <laughs> um, it just really, he just couldn't write. On such a tiny piece of parchment. Another fun one that's not too well known is that in Japan, this was the same time in Tokyo, the 300 million yen robbery happened, which is one of the oh. more documented bank robberies that uh, was never solved, but basically one of the biggest robberies to happen in Japan, too. So all of our Japanese listeners, remember that? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> our old Japanese listeners. Yeah. Um... So that's it for pop culture. I think we should just get right into those recommendations. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Uh, I mentioned something earlier that I got excited about because we were talking about it and I forgot now completely. Oh, I can, Nipple I can do clamps? Mine. I'm always recommending it. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been re-watching it recently. Um, I recommend Gravity Falls. It's a really good show. Um, real fantastic. It's only two seasons. Voice acting is fantastic. Writing is just amazing. It's, it's one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. It's one of those shows that, for me, like, I love that show, but I have a hard time watching because it it's so good. Yeah. Do you ever feel that with a show? Or, like... I do. Because I don't... I, the first season. I don't like going through it and knowing, like, oh, this is over. Yeah, I know. It's, it's also that, and, like, I also just have... There's this feeling of inadequacy mm. you get when you see something, like, so good. Um, yeah. Are we just doing general recommendations anything, of anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We have plugs after this. We should really inform our guests of stuff before we record. I've uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Power Pop recently, a lot of Big Star, a lot of uh, Teenage Fan Club, but that's just kind of led to me listening to a lot of The Replacements again. <laughs> and The Replacements are super rad. As most roads go down. And if nobody has ever listened to them, I urge you... Listen to uh, at least "Let It Be" and Tim by The Replacements. Yeah, those are good. That's one of my favorite songs. Can't hardly wait on it. Oh, that's on uh, "Please to Meet Me." Actually, oh, that's, on the, on, that's on the next album, yeah, which is also very good. <laughs> I always remember the one with the handshake on them. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, the, all, those three albums back to back to back are all very good. 
Okay, now I know I just mentioned I want to do it on a later episode of the podcast, but I want to recommend Solo <laughs> or the 100, 120 Days of Sodom. It is this really awesome Italian movie from the 70s. It's like a comment on fascism, but it's also kind of like one of the first... I don't want to call it torture porn, but it would be in kind of the same category stuff. You've seen it? Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Honestly, if you've seen like two Eli Roth movies, it's pretty mundane. <laughs> and I think I think it's better than an Eli Roth movie because they actually have something they're trying to say underneath it. And it's also a really well, much better made movie than his movies are. Yeah. I can see from your face you kind of disagree with me, Martin, no, so you no, can no, say I, whatever I, you want. I, I agree with you. I'm just like, wow, what a what a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> and you, it's it's got a lot of gross stuff in it. Like I'm yeah. not gonna shy away from that. Like if you're if you can get triggered, probably not watch it. But it is like a really good movie. I believe Criterion released a version of it. Hey, hey real I'm, quick, my mom was a trigger. Yeah. I find that offensive. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like cabin fever for European people. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, I was trying to remember, and I just did. Uh, there's a YouTube uh, channel I really like called Toko Toko, which does interview with a lot of uh, obscure subgenre heads of Japanese culture. Uh, really fun to watch. But they did one recently of Katsura Hashino, the guy who was the game creator of the Persona series, or the more modern Personas, I should say. Hmm. Uh, it's really interesting just because they get into their kind of ideals and concepts. But they have like a lot of uh, musicians, indie musicians from Japan, as well as artists like uh, fine artists and illustrators. And it's always interesting to watch because they really get deep into it. And it's only a ten minute watch for most of the episodes, so I highly recommend that. I'll check that out. Uh, it's for our audience, not for you, Martin. Well, it's okay. very. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just go back home and watch. If I find out you've been watching, <laughs> I'm going to take away your phone privileges. So uh, we should uh, finally get this wrapped up with the little plugs. Um, well, I'd like to plug um, my weekly uh, open mic and showcase that happens at the Gallery Cabaret. Come down to the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret every Thursday between six thirty and nine. There are free cupcakes, an open mic, a showcase. And the best bartender in the city. I'm done. <laughs> well, don't get too much energy there, Martin. I'm sorry. It's I was just there last week, and it was a fucking great show. Come I on, should care. It's almost 1 a.m. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm tired. I love Cupcake. Please come. You it's were a really way fun show. less tired the last, the last time we did. And we, we went later. like 5 a.m. Yeah. Last time, I did not get up at like 4 a.m. Okay, well, that's a good point. Fair um, enough. I will plug uh, this little podcast I'm working on called Podzuki. <laughs> um, I've done that joke too many times. I'm sorry. It's still funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I also have a showcase I run. It's a monthly one that's the first Wednesday at Brew Coffee in Wicker Park at 7 p.m. Uh, I don't think I've plugged Ego Trip Club on here yet, but I came straight from doing a show to here, and it was a really fun one. Jamie Carbone headline tonight. We packed it up, and you know what? It's just a good time. We also have usually free beer and stuff like that, so you should come on out if you're in Chicago. And if not, get fucked. Uh, I'm going to plug my uh, Tinder page. Ooh. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want, man. Yeah, yeah my name's uh, Luke Flip. Maybe and... it's the, the Luke thing to flip you. Yeah, and there are probably lots of reasons to not date me, but you don't know any of those, so <laughs> go and swipe right. This is the best plug. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, my restaurant, yeah. Parts and Labor, Logan Square. We do really good burgers, and we have monthly specials. You know, we should we should give a plug out to your brother too. Out in, uh, yeah, I, hey, uh, if you're listening to this, and you happen to live in Louisville, Kentucky, or are going through Louisville, Kentucky, uh, search up uh, New Wave Burritos. Uh, my brother owns that restaurant. They're uh, really <laughs> really good burritos, and like this episode's not going to premiere for a while, so maybe I'll try and do promotion where, like you mentioned, you heard it on this podcast. He'll he can give you like a ten percent discount. Yeah. I just because every time I've done comedy tours, we always go through Louisville and we always stop at New Wave, and it is the best fucking burrito in the world. New Wave really is New Wave is tight. Yeah, yeah. They got pinball machines there now. Yeah, oh, I know. That's, that's I, they they they've had those. They didn't have any of them when you went there. I think they had maybe one, but because they have three now, but I think they just got a new one. I don't know if they like put it, replaced it with a Johnny Mnemonic one. Or oh shit! They, they got a Johnny Mnemonic one. Yeah, they had a Johnny Mnemonic pinball. They had. Uh, <laughs> weird machine called Genesis. Is that based John- off the Bible, the Sega system, or the band? No, it's based on like some kind of. I keep thinking about the band every time I see it, but it's actually like you're supposed to like build a Frankenstein or something oh, in like the that. game. Yeah, it's kind of crappy. It's like ro- and, uh, it's like Sinistar. <laughs> yeah, and another, and another, it's more like uh, like uh, Pinbot Ride of Pinbot, where you have to build the machine. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Although it's not as good as Pride of, Bin, Bride of Pinbot because, like, the foreground doesn't move around. Oh. <laughs> run! Run, coward! <laughs> it's, it's so annoying. That's <laughs> 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 the sound that Colossus makes in the X-Men, X-Men arcade game. <laughs> 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 I never understood what power of his that was supposed to be. I think they just made it up. To where, like, because he was always covered in metal, so they couldn't have him do that. So they just had him, like, do an energy push. Yeah. Yeah. That works for me. Kind of same thing with, like, Nightcrawler's power. Like, his power never really hurt people. He could just go from one end to another. But they made that a thing that would... Yeah. The game wasn't perfect. (laughs) But that's what we're here to talk about on the only X-Men arcade game podcast in Chicago. I... (laughs) I really want to say you're right, but I know someone else must have done that by now. Yeah. Probably, like, a weekly... Uh, how about a weekly podcast based on that one arcade game? Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we should have this plug so we can get yeah. out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're ever in Chicago or Louisville, Kentucky, check out Character Assassination. They're fun roasts of fictional and historical people. Hey there, this is Brandon with an emergency plug for Tyler Jackson. We recorded this so long ago, all of his dates for Late Late Breakfast have gone by. And they are having the last Late Late Breakfast in Chicago for a little bit this October 28th, a Saturday at the hideout at 2pm. Please go to that show, it is going to be amazing and we will miss them very much. Love you LLB! Yeah, you can always go to the website too if uh, this relates a little later and see what's going on. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode probably won't be on for a month or two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, but you already knew that. I, I forgot about this last week. Um, so last week, uh, Jamie wanted to ask us uh, if we remember the first time we saw boobs in a movie. I I do remember now. Um, I saw stripes when I was five. Because my dad either forgot about the shower scene or thought I was really cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can cover every part up with a different jingle that's just, I'm not editing this up. I'm just going to cover it with a jingle. <laughs> well, for the sign off, I'm going to do a quick one. Uh, it's Godzilla's famous roar is good night and good luck. Yeah. Uh, Martin. I'm going to do a most popular Godzilla roar. Um, oh man, we destroyed them all. We're done. <laughs> good night. Okay. I'm doing more of a Rodan, like, <laughs> Wasn't very good, but my my favorite Godzilla roar is probably uh I, I could have been somebody, I could have been a contender. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. That's good a night, everybody. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> 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 <laughs>